Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about broken ankles and broken hearts. This week, it's episodes six and seven of Bachelor in Paradise, and the beach is continuing to descend deeper and deeper into just utter chaos and misery. The big Casa Amor twist finally happens this week with the original women sent away from the beach, new women brought in to test the relationships, and the sobbing, oh, the sobbing, enough tears to wash the entire beach clean. Truly, they wanted a beach full of Ashley eyes and they really made it happen. They you got to respect that. Yeah, they doubled down on that and they made it happen. So we open episode six, the morning of Rose Ceremony Day, and there are only seven women left because the women keep leaving because it's horrible to be there and they don't like it. However, there are still 12 men, so five guys are going home. And that's after Romeo left with Kira at the end of last week. So things are seriously out of I feel like production is just panicking at this point. They clearly did not plan for this many women to feel tortured enough to self-eliminate. It feels like they somehow ended up with the sort of the sort of problem that ladies nights at clubs were designed to address, which is like, there's so many dudes here looking for hot women, but like, we can't get the women to stay because it sucks here so much. (laughs) Free drinks? Like, will that help? (laughs) And they're like, no, "No, it's not worth it. (laughs) It's not worth it. The free, all the free tequila in the world is not, is not worth this pain. As Casey puts it, um, it is going to be the red wedding of paradise. Things are looking pretty iffy for six men in particular because almost all of the women are in a couple, uh, but except for Shanae, who is in a love triangle. So James or Logan is going to go home. Justin, Casey, Peter, and Michael are sort of definitely going to go home. There's no one here for them, and none of the women are free agents. So Michael is starting to feel pretty sad, pretty alone. He's like, I did break up with Sierra, but I didn't expect her to like leave per se 
Like, I think he thought she would still be an option to some extent. Like, that he could be like, let's take a big step back and just be friends. But she would still be, like, a friendly presence on the beach. Someone who could maybe give him a friendship rose or just, like, hang out with him. And instead, she's just gone. And he's like... She was just like, I don't need this in my life. And frankly, I do love that for Sierra. I think she is far better off. I agree. But he does want to stay. Um, unfortunately, there's, like, no one to give him a rose. He starts being like, maybe I should have spent more time with Brittany. And I'm like, Michael, come on. Have a little more dignity here. <laughs> I know. Like, buddy, if there's no one here, you are allowed to date in Ohio, too. It's not yeah. illegal there. He's like, if I leave without someone, it would be unfinished business. And I'm like, Michael, that's... I appreciate that you want to meet a girlfriend here, but you're allowed to date in Ohio. You really are. So potentially a specific girlfriend as we're starting to. <laughs> yeah, get it's more like of. it's more like he's like, I was promised a certain person would come to the beach and they haven't yet. So it's weird that I'm gonna leave before she gets here. It's like, can someone do anything about this? And the <laughs> bachelor gods are up there, like, yes, we're gonna figure out a way to make it happen. Jesse Palmer. <laughs> gathers everyone in the Rose Palapa for the Rose Ceremony that night and tells everyone that before the night can commence, they have to talk about two Paradise Legends who have been on the beach. I almost threw my laptop across the room that I was watching. I I screamed and texted Claire. (laughs) I was like, why are they still? I forgot they were still here. Blessedly. Their storyline was resolved. They did the boom boom in the boom boom room. Like, we get it. We get it. You've made the jokes. It's been five episodes. They enter to literal applause. (laughs) Everyone's like, yes, you're married. Yay. Yes, you did it. You're a couple. Congratulations. Jesse thanks them for blessing the beach with their presence. Have I said that we're talking about Ashley and Jared? I don't even want to say their names. It's like marriage has turned them into celebrities to these people. I mean, I think their Instagram followings have turned them into celebrities to these people. But <laughs> but yes. But they all have Instagram followings, you know? It's like they just also are married. Ashley tells everyone not to leave the beach, even if they want to, because if she had left, she wouldn't be married with a baby. And that's what they really need is Ashley to come in and be like, ladies, 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 I know it looks really tempting to head for the hills right now, but if you just stay and suffer like I did, you will get the exact husband you wanted all along. I just want to say that this is an insane interpretation of Ashley and Jared's actual history, which is like Jared left the beach with Kayla and then just, like, abandoned Ashley, and then they were in a really fraught friendship for years. Yes, but that is because she put the time in on the I'm beach. I'm like, I don't know. I think they could have still had a fraught friendship for years <laughs> if she had left the beach before him. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> she's like, Sierra doesn't know what she's missing out on. She could have been having a really fraught friendship with Michael right now, but she packed up and left. Mistake. So, Jesse, Jesse is like, Jesse truly asked them, he's like, are you going to have a baby in nine months? And they're like, yes, we had sex. And everyone was like, great. Goodbye. Mission accomplished. As Rose Ceremony Night kicks off, Shanae is struggling 
because she is in a love triangle and it's hard being wanted by two men. It's tough. They're both pursuing you. They're telling you how special you are. What do you do? She has to entertain both Logan and James and weigh their respective merits. And James is ready to lay it all out for her. He has prepared a shrimp taste test for her. As you may remember, Shanae loves shrimp. Shanae's one defining quality. She loves it. And good for James for really trying to pull out all the stops. It was a valiant effort. He puts a blindfold on her. He has a whole array of different kinds of shrimp. Turns out she can tell the difference between a shrimp taco and salt and pepper shrimp. So Yeah, what's the difference between the taste of a shrimp taco and a single shrimp with some light seasoning on it? I mean, you have, to be, a real, thing, Claire. you have to be a real connoisseur <laughs> to be able to suss that out. After this, James is feeling confident about the, his rose, but Logan made out with Shanae. This is really, it could go either way. I think this is the only drama, so it's time for Casey to start something else. Casey is panicking. He really wants to stay, although I'm like, I guess just for a vacation because he hasn't seemed that into any of the women. The thing is, there always might be another hot woman. Yeah. Like coming around the bend. You gotta, you gotta stay. You're down there. (laughs) These people get caught up in the competition of it. They're like, I don't want to be rejected. Yeah. So the alternative is convince someone to let me stay. Yeah. So he realizes that he needs to take his shot with Brittany, who is the person that he gave a rose to, but we have never really seen them connect that much or talk about why they stopped hanging out. Like, we don't really know what happened there. But he's like, I have an idea. Things with Andrew are new. Brittany might still be a bit undecided. So I have to make my move, which is going up to her and telling her that Peter has been smearing her as a clout chaser all over the beach. Which is true. Which is true. I don't know how much it's going to help Casey to make Brittany really mad at someone else. Yeah, I'm going to say immediately it's irrelevant a to bad that. Bad move. Yeah, I. It's not. It's not what I would have recommended. Also, so he goes up to her. <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, she does kind of deserve to know that this is happening because no. it's going to be on TV. She does. I just think that it is complete, complete dreaming in Casey's mind that this is going to lead her to give him the rose. He's like, oh, I it's hate not Peter. good gameplay for Casey. No, like, we know this is not going to get Casey a rose. I think he's just like, this is my only way to stay in the mix. Yeah. Start some shit. He's like, so, I don't like Peter. I want to keep him in check at the same time. Look like a hero. Hopefully get a rose from Brittany. And I'm like, while it is good for her to know the truth, does it make you a hero to be the tattletale like it's not antisocial behavior but it's not like a valiant heroism either it's just you're the messenger and she's going to bat you to the side (laughs) and find peter to tear him to shreds which is exactly what happens so he goes up to Brittany and is like we definitely need to talk that night because peter has been calling you a clout chaser all over this beach you need a chance to call him out it's so unfair Brittany is like, Casey came up to me, which was really surprising. (laughs) Yeah, that made me really wonder about the nature of their relationship. I'm like, did they have a falling out and they just cut the entire thing? She didn't even expect him to come talk to her. He gave her the rose week one. 
clearly something went down in that relationship and we we will never have no idea we will we may never know it yeah and so she's like anyway he told me that peter is talking shit about me so she pushes casey to the side and is like i'm gonna go take care of this she goes around to everyone else and is like is it true that peter's been telling you that i'm just here for instagram followers and they're like yes yes that is true she grabs peter he's like okay i'll go talk to you They sit on the beach. And Peter's like, look, our conversation, it felt so one-sided. You weren't even, like, asking me questions. And she's like, you were fishing for compliments the whole time. You tried to kiss me after five minutes. You were coming at me with sob stories right away. Peter's like, sob stories? That's my life. I was trying to relate to you. I'm going to (sighs) say, Brittany really fumbles the ball on this conversation. Like, Peter is so obviously in the wrong. And yet, Brittany doesn't make a good argument. She's not like, you don't know me. You're making wild accusations to lots of other people. And you're reacting badly because I wasn't interested in you. Instead, she's like, you told me sad stories about your life. And and as a follow-up to that, she's like, you didn't even tell me your favorite color. Favorite color. Again, I she panicked. And is this what the kids didn't come up with the right line? Is this what the kids are talking about on dates these days? You sit no. down. So nice to meet you. I work in tech. I work in biomedical engineering. Uh, my favorite color is green. What's yours? It's purple. Okay, That's the now whole we can now we now, can talk now about we're in an exclusive stories. relationship. <laughs> I mean, there are I just can't so think- many ways to burn Peter, and <laughs> I'm upset that she went with I don't know your favorite color. She handed him ammo because then, of course, the rest of the conversation is just him being like, favorite color? Who cares what my favorite color is? It's different and you're for like, you if I have my favorite color is blue, blue versus orange. And I'm like, I hate to, to say ever this. agree with Peter, and yet. Classic he's not wrong. Classic worst person you know just made a great point material here you like it was truly it. upsetting i uh, i just am Luckily struggling for Brittany, here with Brittany. peter is completely abhorrent and obviously tells on himself within like five minutes and is just starts basically like yelling in her face and she's finally like wow it's really funny how men act when they don't get what they want and i'm like Brittany, yes that you should have led with that point yeah that's the good point I can see that Peter is frustrating to argue with because she tries to be like, you are fishing for compliments. You tried to kiss me right away. And and he doesn't really have good responses to those things. But he just starts, you know, pressuring, putting pressure on her and shouting and interrupting her. And she gets flustered and she starts being like, why didn't you tell me your favorite color? <laughs> the wrong thing comes out. But he tells her she was a waste of time. Like, he he doesn't do himself any favors either. So she finally leaves, leaving Peter by the beach to drunkenly shout, favorite Ugh. color, black. Black is my favorite color. I just, like, I want to go to Brittany in this moment. I want to, like, hit pause and be, like, anything but favorite color. That is a question. I still don't know if I've ever asked my husband what his favorite color is. And we've been together for a decade. Like, it's just not something you really need to talk about. <laughs> 
You can suss it out. What color are most of their shirts? You know, like it's not vital getting to know your information. Listen, Brittany, you've been through it. I understand. Um, we don't always have the best comebacks in the heat of the moment. But now Peter is riled up, and so is Brittany. Aaron goes down to confront Peter, who is still ranting about the favorite color thing. He's like, you, you say we don't have a connection because I didn't tell you my favorite color? We don't have a connection because all you cared was to talk to me about your TikTok and your Instagram. You never asked me any questions about myself, you know? And I was like, Peter, she probably didn't ask you any questions about yourself because she didn't need to because you were already talking you, about yourself 100% well, exactly. of the time. <laughs> I was like, you were offering those answers without the questions. Like, yeah. what questions did you want after you had already? Like, the yeah. only questions you were asking was, what do you think about my eyes? Like, what, what's the next, what's the third thing you noticed about me? I mean, okay. <laughs> what right is your favorite this, physical trait that you have, Peter? <laughs> I'm sure you could name many. <laughs> In his ITM, he just gets baited even more into some disgusting shit talking and we do have a clip in the end i'll tell you right now her looks are gonna run out she's gonna get older she has nothing established she has nothing going for herself other than her post and it's gonna dry up you know fuck off dude you know when your posts your posts just dry up and it's just so tragic because you didn't start a pizzeria chain and that's what you really should have done. Well, that's what happens when you, when you age. Your posts dry up <laughs> along with your eggs, you know? Yeah, pretty, pretty we sickening. All face it. We haven't seen anything quite that open. I mean, she's what? She's 25, 26. Yeah. <laughs> it's truly like she is on the cusp of withering. She is about to drop from the tree At and 25. become jam on the floor of the orchard. Uh, yeah. We haven't seen much Gross. like that since since uh, since Daniel, the model, I know. calling all the women bruised fruit. That's a Bachelor in Paradise classic. So Brittany has returned to her friends who are also furious on her behalf. And Jill is like, you know what? Fuck Peter. He's going to stand at a rose ceremony and go home with dignity. Fuck that. Like, he doesn't deserve to be here even until the rose ceremony. This is when we see... I think the combined rage of women being directed at an appropriate target rather than like another woman. Well, yeah, because it's I actually, do appreciate that. Not only is it at a man, it's someone who actually did something shitty that they directly right. know of. They saw it happen. They were like, you are <laughs> being awful and yeah. now saying really fucked up things to our friend. So Jill goes down and is like, Peter, look, you you have to leave. You're not getting a rose tonight. Goodbye. Peter's like what does this have to do with you? I'm not talking to you. Genevieve goes, tries to back her up. They're all like and pointing and shouting at Peter and pointing at the stairs. And Peter's like making dismissive gestures at them and being like, this yeah, is he's gross. Not, no, this is gross. Yeah, you think Peter's going to listen to women? He's like, no. unless they can physically carry me off the beach and I bet they can't. Because they're ladies. Because they're ladies. No, he is like, he's not even listening to them. He's not threatened. Meanwhile, Casey is struggling, and I mean physically. He is he's getting physically unwell from the drama. He is not constitutionally equipped for this much shouting at 11 p.m. I feel like he set off a little bomb and then was like, wait, now I'm seeing what this is causing, right. and I am, like, having a panic attack. He's like, this isn't what I wanted. 
I made this happen, but I don't like it. I feel very unwell. I feel shaky. I do wonder what he actually thought would happen because this seems like the most predictable outcome based on what he said to Brittany. I know. I'm like, what producer convinced him to do this? And then he like immediately regretted his decision. I don't know. Yeah. I... It, it was rough. I also have to suspect that he is, like, probably severely dehydrated. Well, because something's going on because <laughs> what happens is that while he's standing at the bar, he suddenly collapses to the ground hard. Everyone freaks out. Everyone's clustering around him, shouting for a medic. And it's kind of unclear what happened. And we never actually get an answer once they bundle no. him in the ambulance. It's like, Casey never existed. Uh, we never hear any more details. People are like, oh, he had a seizure or something. He probably just got dehydrated and passed out from a combination of stress and lack of water and too much tequila. But we don't actually ever know. Producers and medics rush in and establish that he does know he's still in Mexico. He's regained consciousness. But then he's like, oh, no, my ankle hurts. It really, really hurts. They have to strap him to the stretcher, put him in the ambulance. Apparently, yes, he broke his ankle just by fainting at the bar. That's this is rough. just the most mid to late 30s injury and yeah, relatable. You're like, I'm young. I can still hang. I definitely dislocated my knee by sitting wrong and it can't be fixed exactly like sometimes you take a wrong step and your toe just breaks like that's what it is to be aging um and Casey unfortunately now really really understands that I just continue to feel geriatric millennial solidarity with Casey yeah but this just this sucks I mean it looks very very painful yeah he's and he's like getting shipped off in an ambulance feeling like shame and dismay that he caused all of this drama and now is like this is the end yeah that's how it ends i failed it's rough oh but michael is there to like sit in the the ambulance with him until it's time to leave and to be like you did the right thing you 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 only meant the best and also maybe you wanted a rose but like also noble intentions of helping Brittany, who does as we all remember, have a history of having rumors spread about her on Matt James' season of The Bachelor. Uh, Anna Redman spread some rumors that Brittany was a sex worker in Chicago and caused a lot of chaos. And so it's like Casey's really stepping up to help Brittany and, and look at what it brought him. Nothing but suffering and anxiety. So think about that before you try to help someone. Suffering and anxiety is really like the overall theme, I'd say, of these two episodes. <laughs> if you're looking for keywords, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Physical uh, and emotional suffering and anxiety. So Casey's gone. We'll miss Peter you, Casey. Peter is not. Is still there. Yeah. Back on the beach. Jill and Brittany are like, why is he still here? Like, does he want to enjoy the amenities? Like, he's not getting a rose. Um, I did appreciate that when he was arguing with Brittany, he was like, you were the biggest waste of time. And she was like, well, no one else wanted to go on that date with you. I can tell you that. <laughs> and he's like, well, uh, that's, that is what it is. And I'm like, yes, it is what it is. Yeah, it no is. No one Correct. wanted to hang out with you. 
I was glad that Brittany landed that one. Yeah. That felt good. She must have been feeling like kind of an idiot for giving him a chance when everyone else was like, fuck no. And then they were right. Um, At this point, though, the dudes are like, okay, I guess it's time for us to step in. As Jacob says, if a damsel in distress needs some help, I'm going full Tarzan and I will come to your rescue. He beats Jacob his chest is really, and everything. He's sticking to this character. He's like, I am Tarzan. Is that what Tarzan does? He rescues damsels in distress. I'm like, I think he rescues Jane at some point, but mm-hmm. like, that's not it's exactly. Not like his he's job. mixing. No, he's like mixing, I think, some. <laughs> He's like Prince Charming. Like, he's like, I'm all of them. I'm all the heroic men yes. that you know of. And he's, I know about humility and respect. Yeah. And it's time for me to teach Peter a lesson in my area of expertise, humility and respect, and helping damsels in distress. Um, just a little he's white joined. knight moment for Jacob. Oh, yeah. He is joined by Rodney, James, and Logan. And they're all just kind of like, come on, man. But before they can even deliver their message, yeah, Peter's I, like... I think all Jacob gets out, gets out is, unfortunately. <laughs> and Peter's like, I've heard enough. He's like, this is my terms. I'm leaving. I yeah. made the decision. This is a classic, like, you can't fire me. I quit. It's... It's very Michael Scott in energy. It's just like, oh, I see. I see that I'm about to be fired and everyone knows it. They've literally said the words, you're f-, And I'm like, it's my time. I'm stepping down. <laughs> Jill watching this is like, oh, of course, because when men ask him to leave, he just does it. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Jill. Point for Jill. Yeah. <sighs> On the stairs, Peter stops. And addresses the group one last time. And what he says is, I very much regret to say, buongiorno, bitches. Peter's Pizzeria, the Pizza King, is out. As Jacob points out astutely, uh, it is 11 p.m. And buongiorno means good morning in Italian. It's just his so. catchphrase now. You know, it's it doesn't really have meaning in a sort of linguistic sense. <laughs> it's just his branding. So he's co-opted. He's the co-opted language for his brand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And on his way out, Peter explains that it's really not about a rose or whether he's going to get a rose. Ooh. It's about being true to himself. And to be true to himself, like there's no girl there he has a physical attraction towards. And that's a big deal for me. If I'm not physically attracted to you, I can't even look at you. You can't even look at a one. I mean, this is such a disgusting thing to say. I like Peter's whole arc has been like super (laughs) disturbing. Like I get that they need villains on the beach. I do. I get it. He's just so unpleasant and so deeply misogynistic. There's no value to this having this person. Oh, I just, uh, it makes me, it makes me, you know what? I can't even look at him. It's, I'm physically repelled by the sight of his face. So am I, frankly. Uh, like the, the way that, the, you know, the show works, all the boundaries that are set up to like 
dictate how the the men and women interact with each other he's just even as testing those he's like i'm entitled to more i'm entitled to women's attention i'm entitled to their time i'm entitled to kiss them it's you can see how someone like that you know even in this context is breaching those boundaries it's very unsettling it's like incredible to have that level of cartoon misogyny within a show that is like built around kind of misogynist values. Right. It's like, that's not enough for him. It must go farther. Exactly. And you see how much someone is willing to behave like that on TV, the boundaries he's willing to to cross and test. And it's just very unsettling. It's unsettling. Imagine what kind of boundaries he's willing to test. Yeah. When he's not on national TV. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty gross. And I hope we don't, I hope we don't see him like at frankly ever again. I would be good with that. Same. So at this point, at least Peter's elimination means one fewer man to go home at the rose ceremony. But like Michael and Justin are pretty much, they see the writing on the wall. They're like, we got to go pack. Yeah. (laughs) They know they're going home. Yeah, exactly. Michael starts saying his goodbyes around the beach and Wells very cryptically is like, miracles can happen in paradise. It's like, Michael, don't leave. A miracle is on her way for you. And her name is Danielle Maltby. She's walking down to the beach. It's midnight. And she is obviously just arriving before the rose ceremony, as it was always intended, I'm sure. Yeah, clearly something really went awry. And they are panicking. And they're like, we were really counting on this love story. I don't know, man. I guess just like send Danielle in to save Michael, because or else he's not going to get a rose. It is the clearest production. I don't understand why they didn't just do it earlier. Like, why didn't they do it? Were they hoping something else would happen? Like, I I really... Or am I I just, like, confused with the timeline? Like, did Sierra just leave the night before and then they were apart all day before the rose ceremony as they are usually? Honestly, maybe. So they were just like, this is our chance. Rose ceremony. Send her down to save Michael right as his head is about to slip beneath the waves. Danielle Maltby, for those who don't remember, was on Nick Vial's season and on Bachelor in Paradise five years ago. She is real-life buddies with Wells from before the show um, in Nashville. And she and Michael, as it turns out, are buddies. He sees her and he, like, the music swells. He runs across the beach calling out, Danny? (laughs) (laughs) They're using nicknames, okay? They know each other. They have chatted in the DMs. I'm just saying um, they've chatted enough to call each other by nicknames. Yes. They refer, they're like, we're friends. Yeah. It's, here's the thing. That is just what is going to happen on this show. Like, we're no longer ever going to have a season where people haven't chatted extensively beforehand. Like, that's just the reality of social media, of the fact that these, like, you have a year and these social circles are really entwined. They're going to all the same events. Like everyone's going to meet or they're going to have chatted, but you don't want to see it quite so obviously. Like this was not artfully produced. Yeah. It was not artfully produced at all. And also like when it's so obvious, I think that with like Brandon and Serene, for example, or even Teddy and Andrew, there is this sense of like, it seems like they, might have had mutual expectations that were so high that it's hard not to assume that they 
chatted a little they bit in chatted. the DMs. Yeah. But like in this case, they're explicitly like, it's me, Michael. Hi, Danny. Like, we're friends. Like, it's su- such a relief to see you. Like, I didn't I was know like, when Michael, you were tone show it up. down. Michael, you're I on know. a TV show. Tone it down. Give us a little. But <laughs> it's just like you know what? so in the face. And, and then you're just like thinking back to like season one or two and like the way that this was handled with Joe Bailey and he was Samantha. literally destroyed. For DMing with Samantha Stefan. And you know what? It wasn't a good look. He used Julia for a rose and he was pretty unpleasant about it. But like the art he from was that far more of a dick. The art the art from that to like literal hero edit with a very similar situation is wild. I mean, it it makes you question. I think a lot of people are already thinking this. Why were things so good with Sierra and then suddenly not unless Michael was perhaps waiting for someone specific? It just felt very much like he was biding his time. And like, I get it. I do. But like, it it is a little bit off-putting to have this reality show that's supposed to be chaotic and everyone's just fighting tooth and nail for love to have these very carefully protected couples who are being cushioned from the actual blows that might come their way from that and are being having this curated experience of finding love. Yeah. It, it was definitely, you just, again, you don't want to see the seams that visibly. Yeah, but they're both excited to see each other and we're clearly being queued up to think of them as the perfect couple. Michael's like, paradise provides, like I've been saved. For you, Michael. Paradise provides for you. I know, Um, like exactly. I I just... (laughs) It's hard for me because I'm annoyed by it, but also I really like Michael and I really like Danielle. Well, that's what they're banking on. That almost pisses me off more. I'm like, they are banking on us to not get pissed off by this because Michael and Danielle are so sweet and you want them to be happy. And I do. And I do like them. But I feel extra manipulated because they think they don't have to be as clever about it because they can bank on all that goodwill. But we do want them to be happy. On that note, I think we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with the rose ceremony. Can you keep up? I like love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like, Take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit betterhelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time, and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house— my house, my apartment, <laughs> you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season yes. again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back. It is rose ceremony time and the men are lining up to be called. We're down to only two men who have to go home because two men they went did. home right before <laughs> and they sent in Danielle for Michael. They're like, thank God Casey got extremely injured. Very thank convenient goodness. for That us. saves him from the much more damaging pain of being eliminated at a rose ceremony, which <laughs> exactly. would be, you'd never recover from that. So the roses go to Serene's, goes to Brandon, Jill's goes to Jacob, Lace goes to Rodney, Genevieve to Aaron, Shanae to Logan. 
James just Logan. James cannot find his paradise love. Uh, Victoria's goes to Johnny, Brittany to Andrew S., Danielle to Michael. Justin, like James, is out. Justin leaves. I would say looking only slightly more grumpy than he has looked the entire season. I just feel like Justin's going to thrive in the dating world outside of this show. And he didn't need this. He's Yeah, I he'll actually, be fine. actually I don't, don't think, think it was a great himself. setting for him. Yeah, you never really... You never really know until someone's in paradise whether it's a good setting for them, and it was not a good setting for Justin whatsoever. No, I I do, however, think um, he would have made a great bachelor, so annoyed by that. Well, well, maybe one day we'll find out. The morning after the rose ceremony, everyone is happy and coupled up. Michael and Danielle are just hanging out, chatting, joking about how Michael's just now looking to see who comes to the beach next. He's like, I have the rose this week, so you've served your purpose. And I'm like, again, this is cute, but it does just remind me that before with Sierra, he was waiting to see who came out down to the beach next. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, here's the thing. This, this is, is the just person a man. he was waiting for. This is just a man who like wants to date someone who understands his experiences and is in their mid to late thirties. And like, <laughs> I respect that. Like, and I clearly the show, he is having the experience that the show's casting promos are, are offering. They're just like having trouble dating as a single widow dad. We can help send us your application. And they literally are just like, here we are. We're offering you a vacation to explore this connection with this beautiful woman who fits all your criteria. You're welcome. Right. And that's the thing is that, like, I really respect that he wants to date someone who is similar to him and close in age. But, like, Paradise is not the place where you're going to have a deep pool of people like that. So it's more like you're just like the Ashley I and Jared, who's just like, congratulations, you get to come stay and hang out. Exactly. Exactly. I am. I admit. I admit, as annoyed as I am by the way that they did this, <laughs> I am excited to see this yeah. relationship play out. That's the thing we do want to watch. We don't want to watch <laughs> Ashley and Jared, maybe, but we want to watch this. Danielle, uh, also for those who don't remember, does have a similar history to Michael in the sense that she lost her fiance, Nick, very tragically um, about 10 or 11 years before. Yeah. And she talked about that when she was on Nick's season. It was something very traumatic that she went through. And so they do have that. That's bonded them. That's why she sort of reached out to him over Instagram and they Which started talking. Which makes complete sense that she Absolutely. would have done that. Like, she's just like, as someone who's been, you know, on the show and like spoken about these experiences publicly, like, if you ever want to chat, yeah, I'm here. So like, I totally understand why they would have DM'd and why. I'm just like, the show whatever the show should have done this better i blame the show <laughs> but brandon shows up with a date card and of course it's for danielle because they're the just they're being given all the chances she does so, she should get a date card she came in she should come in with a date card they just had to send her in at a point where she couldn't come in with a date card so they're like uh, here it is morning after right they head off for a little yacht date. Um, they both seem to have very high expectations for this date. They're like, this is it. This could be the last first date of our lives. This has clearly been built up. And it's like, you do see a little bit of shades of 
what seemed to go down with Teddy and Andrew, where it's like having that high of anticipation can set up a date to go less well. Yeah. You're like, this is the person who's really going to get me and we're going to have that click and that spark. And then if it's not quite like that, then it feels like you can panic a little bit. Right. Um, And also, if you're just waiting for someone to innately know you, that means you're not really investing in like doing the work of getting to know another person. I almost am feeling really anxious about this pairing even though I think they could be a good match, almost because they're so good on paper. Like, they have these similar experiences. I'm like, I need to see that succeed. Right. You're just like, well, everything lines up on paper, but often the person who does have all those similarities with you and seems like the perfect match on paper, something else isn't quite right. So, like, there's no guarantee that just because all these things line up that they're going to work, but the expectation is just so high. So... On the yacht, they start hanging out, talking about their expectations for paradise. And Michael keeps bringing up that he has only said he loves, he's only said, like, I love you to one woman in his life. And so he's not defining success as an engagement. He just wants to find someone to date. Like, he needs to take things slow. I feel like he's trying to put it out like on camera and to just like set the expectation from everyone. Like I will not be getting pressured into getting engaged. And that really seems wise. It does seem wise. Again, I'm just like Michael making the absolute perfect paradise experience for himself over here. He doesn't even have to get engaged. (laughs) That's that's living the good life. So he starts telling uh, Danielle that he's looking for not just an equal, but someone who elevates him and has qualities that are way better than him. I'm like, is that just isn't that just all like heterosexual men? Yeah. Like he's literally like Laura was always really organized. And I'm like, oh, wow. So you are the rare straight man who's looking for a wife who's more organized than him. That's that's new. I did appreciate that Danielle Danielle was like, well, I am not organized, so nope, not going to do that labor for you, yeah. bud. He's Sorry. like, oh, I okay, we'll figure something out that you can help me with. <laughs> I'm like, show us the part of the conversation where he explains how he's going to elevate her. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Give a little more here. Do you clean but it's, the, the house really well? Like, give us something. <laughs> it's clear that he's, like, getting in his head, though. And this is where I started to get nervous. He In an ITM, he says, you know, I remember the how I felt the first time I met Laura. Like, it was this magical thing, this spark. And that's not exactly what it's like with Danielle. And he's like, maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe I shouldn't compare. And I just think that, like, that puts so much... That puts so much pressure. Oh, yeah. On the it's connection. It's like, pressure. I think... Uh, it's I'd, hard because it also, hard. like, hey, sparks feel different when you're just, like, at a different point in your life. And some sparks feel intense at first, but they don't last for the long run. And I think part of this is, like, Michael was not did not just go through a huge amount of loss. He also has only really been with one person ever. He hasn't had even outside of grief, really, like the experience of loving someone and then like finding someone else that he loves. Yeah. Yeah. It must be really hard to get over that like psychological 
hump of like I thought that was going to be the only person that I ever our our bond was completely unique and special and sufficient um but things really hit a bump when Danielle asks him what's on his brain right this second and he says that this feels comfortable which seems like a decent response to me yeah he's like what's on your mind and she's like well I thought of something and I thought it was on yours I totally lobbied that up for you you missed it and he's like, uh, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what's happening. She looks kind of annoyed. I was like, is it that she thought that was yeah. like a She's a, trying to be like prompt? she was trying to be flirty, like, oh, I thought you were gonna kiss me. Like that's what I got from it. And then I think she's trying to be like jokey annoyed with him but then he just feels awkward and you're just like i don't know she looks like she's trying to play it off as a joke but then by the end of the little back and forth she looks actually annoyed and i was like was she trying to pretend that it was just jokey annoyed but her real annoyance is coming through (laughs) or does she just not know how to salvage the turn this is taking i don't think it's actually that that clear of a setup for a kiss to be like, what are you thinking about right now? But it does seem like that's probably what she was going for. Yeah. I don't think he responded wrong. I, I do don't. think that's what she was going for. It was. It's just one of those like, look, little awkward moments yeah. happen. To be fair, as I've said, I'm also bad at flirting. So maybe Michael and I are both just like, we don't know how these things work. And Michael, don't <laughs> listen to me. I don't have good advice on flirting. Um, but they they continue the date. They push through. They leave the boat. They sit in a cafe. And they start to have a more serious conversation. Um, Danielle talks about her fiance's death. And she says that she feels a lot of guilt about how he was dealing with addiction. You know, he died of an overdose. And she didn't see what was happening and she didn't do anything about it to to stop th- what what happened and she's like i also feel guilt because now i'm happy with my life and who i am and that would never have happened if he had if that had not happened oh, i found that really moving yeah i mean it i think it takes a certain amount of strength to to be like i still have to try to be happy. I feel like there can be, yeah. and speaking from somewhat personal experience here, like there can be a sense of just like the the way to honor this person who has died is to not ever be okay again. Because yeah. that means that it's okay that they died. And that is sort of an easy but self-flagellating uh, way to sort of, in your mind, like, maybe honor that person, but it's not what they would yeah. have wanted. It doesn't serve anyone. Um, and it's it's good that she has, you know, found happiness in her life now. And <sighs> then Michael asks if she fears hurting other people while pursuing happiness, sort of referencing his conversation with Sierra. And he's like... You know, you want it, but when it starts feeling real, the guards go up. Does does that ever go away? Are you still dealing with that? And she laughs and she's like, it doesn't go away. <laughs> like, she's, yeah, she's like, absolutely not. No. You know, she says she's she goes a little bit more into her own experience. And she says, like, I, I you know, I had to deal with the, the trauma of loss, but also the trauma of like, she's like, I'm the one who found my fiance after the overdose. I gave him CPR like. She's like, it was kind of a lot to unpack and it's made it, it's made it hard to, to date again. And 
Michael's like, you know, at, at this age, I feel like I can only be with people who are scarred. Mm-hmm. And Danielle's like, yeah, I mean, it means you're with someone who has life experiences and those life experiences shape you. Yeah. It's just so fascinating what a different turn a date can take when you're when you just have more life to pull from. Like it really is so I mean, obviously, this is heightened by the fact they've both experienced pretty profound loss. Mm. But also, this is like a 38 and a 36-year-old. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, be too harsh, but they are talking about their sob stories. And no one has mentioned their favorite color that I know of. Um, But they're doing the best they can. They're making (laughs) it work. This this is not intimacy until <laughs> Michael says my favorite color I mean, is blue. Maybe it happened off camera. You know, you don't want to make assumptions. They might exactly. already know. And Be maybe fair, they Claire. talked about it in DMs, you know. So uh, this is a beautiful bonding moment. And I hope they made themselves ready by sharing that important information. So uh, they, they, they're having, I think that like they really needed to actually have this sort of more vulnerable conversation. Yeah. Um, I think that that is where Michael is most comfortable. Like the flirting, I think, actually really. Is I think not it destabilizes his tra- it him. Does. Yeah. And so he's like found his footing now. He's like, we're getting deep. Like, I love this. He's like, this is where I thrive. And we have a clip of one part of this deep conversation. I've only said I love you to one person my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's difficult finding love again and welcoming that in. Yeah. There's actually, I don't know if you know the song. There's a song by Grace Potter called Stars. I don't know it. The main line in it was, I lit a fire with the love you left behind. Wow. That's so pertinent. Yeah. Emma, you're crying. I I'm crying. Yeah. Crying <laughs> I cried a lot when I watched that scene. Um, yeah. I, it, again, I think it just can be hard to conceptualize the idea of of replacing someone that you that you loved um, and feeling okay about that. And the way that they're working through that together in this conversation is is beautiful. And I'm so glad that the producers made this happen through artificial means so that we could watch this. Um, and they kiss. And now everything is going great. And things have taken a turn for the better. They are booed up. And that means it's time to head back to the resort where everyone is happy and destroy all of them. Yes. Too much happiness. Too much happiness. Who I mean, wants it? Everyone Who wants is just to coupled see up. That? Who wants to see it? Everyone's just snuggling. And I do think that it's possible that this twist was was needed. I don't like the way it was done. Or I the have twist, notes for this twist. But I, have- I do think that most people now come into paradise knowing that the key is to be in a solid couple, enjoy a vacation, don't get a bad edit, or even that much screen time. And everyone will just love you. And everyone is trying to be that so hard. Here's the thing. I want to say that I like that they're getting creative. I want to see them switch up the format, throw curveballs. 
I simply wish that every twist wasn't like, how can we do a twist in the way that maximizes suffering and like maximizes suffering, especially for the women? Like, yeah, it just feels that some of the emotional fallout we saw, which frankly didn't even lead to good TV, could have been dealt with yeah. better. And I, I actually wonder, I don't we know. were joking before, but how much of this does go back to Ashley I becoming like a tear-based celebrity that like her constant crying jags were like a centerpiece of her seasons of BIP that like that was such an iconic part of the show that they're just like women's tears. That's Make part them all of cry. The, that's part of the essential formula for success. Like how many women's tears can we pack into one season of this show? That's what the people want. I don't know. Here comes Jesse, ready to make those tears happen. He sits them all down and he's like, I'm so happy to see all your strong connections. Genevieve and Aaron, I'm so happy for you guys. Jill and Jacob, I'm so happy for you guys. I'm so happy for all of you guys. But in life and in love, there are challenges. So your relationships are going to be put to the test. The exact test is that the women will all be packing up to leave paradise and they will be staying at a different property until the end of the week. So it seems like a weekish a week, five days. Yeah. Usually I think filming weeks are closer to like three, four days okay. in paradise, but it's, yeah, it's more than, it's more than 24 hours. They're week gone for does, a few days. Week means whatever production wants it to mean. But week it's, means it's, time between rose ceremonies, <laughs> which is usually, I believe, like three to four days. You know, the week is a social construct, so <laughs> it's pretty flexible. Um, but yeah, they're going to be gone for a few days and the men will be staying. And Jesse says, if you're confident in your relationship, you have nothing to worry about. At this very moment in parades, a new batch of women in matching outfits. They're not matching, but they are coordinated. They're all in like bikinis and and little sarongs <laughs> to look it's like very a set. thematic. <laughs> yes. We have Jasenia from Matt James's season, Sarah Eliza and Kate Gallivan from Clayton's season, and Florence from Bachelor Australia. Yeah, they're just like, let's toss an Aussie in there. Spice it up. What's interesting <sighs> is that like you would think that this would be like I think the idea is supposed to be sort of like oh, even more exotic and exciting. But in the batch... It works it, against them. It does. Like, in the U.S., like, clout-chasing structure, Australia is nothing. They're like, we don't know who she They're is. They're like, who is this She's person? Not, we don't know. Who, and all, Where and is also, she in the hierarchy fair, at the bottom? Also, to be fair, a lot of these people are like, I would like to maybe date someone after. And they live in <laughs> they Australia. Live in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> like, On the, I just yeah. don't think it's going to really work out well for yeah. any of the Aussies. But, of course, this this gives us a classic setup, which is, like, put the women into complete panic and present these fresh-faced women right out of air conditioning as, like, temptresses ready to steal your fucking man. Yeah, exactly. And that is how everyone reacts. Like, the men immediately are all, like, not all. The men are generally immediately drooling. Aaron is like, this is an atomic level bomb of biblical proportions. Mixing his metaphors a little bit. <laughs> That's a classic Aaron. It's going to be written in the paradise text. 
I do enjoy Aaron. He's also like, listen, they look good. And the men are noticing. The women, also noticing, are like staring daggers at their men, trying to see what reaction they're having to these new hotties. Victoria, who still looks absolutely flawless, is freaking out because apparently she's not wearing makeup. You really, truly could have fooled me. She looks flawless. She's like, today Johnny asked me why I look different. Johnny! Johnny! And I said, it's because I'm not wearing makeup. Wrong day to do that. I look like a wet dog. I cannot emphasize enough how much she does not look like a wet dog. She looks like a model. And I'm struggling to have sympathy. Uh, All of them (laughs) look stunning, despite the humidity. Uh, But they, they just are set up to start grasping for all of their insecurities. Like, this is... And this twist was clearly modeled on Casa Amor from Love Island. But if I believe that that twist both lasts for a shorter period of time and also everyone knows that both halves of the couples are going to be meeting new people. So like, I think it puts them a little bit more on even ground. Whereas because of the delay and like the surprise element here, they like launch all of the original women into a state of complete panic and all of the men into a state of feeling like they just are entitled to complete control. Yeah. Well, the men are I just like that. chilling. They're I, like, I feel like the yeah. men who are attached to their relationships are able to just be like, I'm good. Whatever. Like, I'm just going to hang out and wait for my girlfriend to get back and not stress. Hope she's doing okay. And the guys who want to still explore are just like, why not explore? Like, I got nothing they're to also, stress they're about. Like, no, they're like celebrating. They're like, I don't have to like worry that someone's going to be staring at me while I like go hook up with this other woman. Like, yeah, yeah, life it's, is good. The, the reactions vary. I think that Logan is pretty conflicted. Well, but like, you know, Rodney and um, Jacob, Jacob are just like champing at the bit. Eliza has clearly been someone that Rodney has his eyes on. He's like, she's at the very top of my list. Eliza has also been hoping to meet Rodney. So, like, Lace is still sitting there, like, arm around Rodney, and he's already mentally gone. Oh, he's he's gone. He's mentally in a relationship with Eliza now. He gives her, like, a a tepid hug goodbye. (sighs) Yeah. And this really sets the tone for, like, the rest of Lace's experience. (sighs) Ah. I don't know. Uh, this, my frustration is just that it feels like this twist, and we'll get more into it. Like fundamentally, short changes almost everyone except for like Rodney and Jacob. Yeah, no, Rodney and Jacob are <laughs> super happy and like good for them. But I think the women in particular are really struggling. I think the men are going to be okay. All of the new women, I and the old women. Oh God. The OG women, uh, the original women are are in a weird position. And I think that when the new guys come in, which we soon learn there will be new guys, they're in a terrible position as well. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's om- it's almost everyone. Yeah. The 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 original guys are sitting pretty because they're able to have like peace of mind and either explore or not as they wish. And everyone else is like in an odd position. Um And I think that, like, the way that the new women are brought in to put them in front of the original women 
it's, it's telling cool. that they chose to do that with the women and well, not exactly. the Well, exactly. They didn't yeah. make the men worry. They didn't trot the new men out. Like, why not just bring everyone out and say, yeah. say like, you new guys and like OG women go off to the van and we're taking you off to like a rockin' estate with air conditioning. Like, why? Like, if you're gonna make people feel insecure, like, why not dole it out evenly? I think they really shot themselves in the foot, to be honest, because the women are too upset to really create much drama on their end. They're too upset to explore their other relationships. And I think that if they it had all happened at the same time, yeah, they might have been like, oh, Rodney's eyes are already wandering. But you know what? I see some hot new men over there. Well, exactly. And exactly. he's going to worry about leave me. the women to stew in yeah. their own, like, and depression. And they know that their guys are not worrying about them at all and whether they're going to meet someone new. So they, they know they have no leverage. They have no leverage that is going to leave those men, you know, concerned about how they're going to handle at that all. relationship. They're like, I'm fully on the back burner in his mind. And the way that the women are brought in is also, oh my God, the way that the the old, the original women talk about this broke my heart. They're going back to pack up their things. They're like, great. They're all fresh and pretty. We're all sweaty and haggard. We're definitely going home because they just came out of air conditioning and they had blowouts. And like, yeah, that's probably a factor. And it's fucking depressing. It's so depressing. Like, no one's sitting there being like, oh, gosh, I wish that instead of Rodney, um, I could hang out with a guy who was in air conditioning half an hour ago and wasn't sweaty. There's this right. the no gender like, expectation. Why hasn't, why hasn't Jacob groomed his hair better? Like, yeah. there, it's just like, it's not a thing. And it makes me so angry. And because that dynamic already exists, I think that's part of why it extra pisses me off that they played into, they yeah. played that up. Exactly. It's it's fucking gross. It is a version of the, oh, men love to upgrade to a newer model mentality, which is like, oh, maybe it's a younger model. Maybe in this case, it's just a model that is fresher from the AC, but it's, look how shiny and clean it is. It's right off of, you know, just came out of the showroom. So clean and what it does is it turns all of the women into objects that can be kind of exchanged for each other. Yeah. And I just, I really hated it. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it, as I said, it put all of them in a really bad position. I am enraged. Even and Serene also we know now like, that they can tape in air conditioning because they tape the women in air conditioning. So why aren't they taping Paradise in air conditioning? I feel like suffering. it's partly because they love showing women sweaty, being like, oh my God, I'm so sweaty and my hair is frizzing. Yes. <sighs> Sorry, I'm just so mad right now. I know I'm I I this week made me completely enraged (sighs) yeah the women are all just like oh my gosh we're gonna be out of sight out of mind none of them are gonna basically remain faithful to us even Serene is starting to lose it she's like breaking down in tears she's clearly so enraged at production she's like should I just go ask Brandon to leave paradise like I feel like he would leave with me like we're ready to burn paradise down Lace and Jill are really, really losing it because I think that they sense correctly that, like, their relationships aren't stable. Yeah. I think we see that, like, Victoria and Serene are both, like, if we went to ask our guys, let's go ask them to leave with us because they'll leave. And, like, Lace and Jill and Brittany are, like, 
they're not going to leave with us. Like, <laughs> obviously, they wouldn't leave with us. <laughs> Our choice is to wait and rot in the hotel and see if they're still here when we get back or just be like, fuck you, production, and go back home. And they keep being like, you know, Jill's just like, I'm not staying for this. I'm not. I will not do it. Genevieve is like, I'm not going to do it. I'm, they're all going to do it. But they're at this moment, they're like, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, well, you are. I wish at least one of them had just left. But I'm sure that, that they it's like the men are hostages. The production is like, don't you want to see? He really likes you. Like, what if he waits for you and you're gone? Just give it a few days. Oh, it's right. so mean. It's so I'm evil. So it's so mad. <sighs> so I just, I wish this show would lean into lightness and fun instead of maximal human suffering. It, yeah. it annoys the shit out of me. And we're already Even seeing like, it turn into just woman-on-woman violence. Crying. And, you know, the, the women are all crying and being like, oh, I'm going to lose him. And Jill is starting to say, Jacob isn't going to wait for me. He's going to take one of the blonde bitches. And this becomes a theme. It keeps coming back up. Jill just sitting around and being like, he's going to take one of the other bitches. It's like she's forgotten the word women. Like, it's really bad. Like, it's really it was really, really hard to watch. Because especially because a lot of them are like friends and like it, they've been placed now. They're not going to get to like hug each other and be like, hey, welcome. Like I've right. been dating Jacob, but like, you know, normally there's some like social negotiation that goes on. There is like an ability for new people who come in to at least like try to make right with their friends or like get some insight even into like the nature of these relationships. And all of that has been taken away from the new women who are coming in. Right. And now your actual friends are in your mind those bitches right. because of the 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 it's way really that you've gross. been placed in this sort of you've been taken away and shown them as your competition and they sort of othered from you in that way and alienated from you. Someone like Kate is like her friend and you know Eliza's her friend and suddenly there is nothing but you know otherness and animosity and rage and it it sucks it's awful I was really kind of disappointed in how Jill handled this but she's also suffering a lot and like it's just it's just horrible it's like really just an example of the structure of the show bringing out a lot of the worst in people um and that certainly happens here we end with Logan contemplating whether, I guess, to punish Shanae for, for putting him through a lot this week. Oh, yeah. He's like, she might be getting some of her own medicine. Lo- it, it, it is funny to see that Logan has clearly, not funny, but like it's interesting to note that Logan clearly has been somewhat scarred from his experience on Rachel and Gabby's season. And he is like very anxious about making the wrong choice. Yeah. In this situation. Yeah. And that is where we leave. And that is where we start. Episode seven. <laughs> the women are still sobbing. New episode. And they still haven't even same left. Situation. Yeah. So the men, meanwhile, while the women are still packing up and getting in the van and zipping through traffic, um, stone-faced, the men are eagerly getting to know the new women. They're like, this is great. Reset, new energy, new life, new, less sweaty babes. And Jacob starts chatting up Sarah. He's like, Sarah looks Ugh. great. I definitely think she's been working out before this. Oh, God. Relentless. Jacob has 
Jacob's body talk, just every, like, just make it stop. Unceasing. He also offers this gem. These girls are very beautiful, just as the girls we already have, but they're different. They're a new face and a new perspective. Yes, I bet you love their perspective. And you do have different (laughs) levels of attraction to people. I love that he just throws in perspective. He's like, perspective. That's a thing women have. They're bringing their fresh, youthful, new perspective. (laughs) Beach babies. They're bringing their perspective of air conditioning and a blowout. (laughs) Also, he's just Ugh. like, you know, just God, can't deny that novelty is a real thing. He's like, we had some beautiful girls already. We had but those. But these are new These are new girls. ones. And don't you all just love a newer, beautiful girl? Uh, so oh, the women God. arrive at their new digs. It's a luxurious resort with air conditioning and everything. But they are psychically shattered. They, they literally can't even enjoy this at all. Yeah. They're like, yay, oh, good, a nice bathroom. And then they just, like, get into bed and proceed to weep for three days. Yeah, a nice bathroom for me to lie on the floor of sobbing and and going, why, Rodney, why, for the next four days? They're like, an actual good shower to cry in. Like, I think that's, like, all they can see, and it's very depressing. (laughs) Yeah, we got the iconic shot of them shouting, fuck you, Jesse Palmer, off the balcony. Seems mild now that we have really seen what's behind it. I'm also like, look... I get it, but blame the show as a whole. I mean, Jesse Palmer complicit. Jesse is complicit. I'm saying go further. <laughs> Fuck Jesse Palmer. Fuck Warner Brothers production. <laughs> Fuck Mike Fleiss. Like keep going. Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. Exactly. <laughs> Back at the beach, the men and the new women are having a raucous pool party. Jacob has decided that he's really feeling Kate Gallivan, and he says he finally has butterflies for somebody. Fuck you, Jacob. I really hope hope that Jill has really moved on from Jacob before she watches this. Me too. Well, I, you know what? I do suspect that a part of Jill at least like left this bubble and was like, that guy? It's hard for me to imagine Jill having gone like the couple of months since filming until now away from the pressure cooker of paradise and still being like Jacob is my choice for life yeah I think no I think no Kate is out here bringing that like good gamesmanship energy (laughs) I I really like Kate I think she is fun she has some funny little one-liners and she's like very clearly like look I want to meet someone I like but I'm here. I'm getting a rose. Yeah, I gotta get a rose. She's like, sure, I'll make out with Jacob. And she's like, hot if it's tub. Jacob, then like, okay. Yeah, okay. Jasenia is going for Andrew. Eliza is really focused on Rodney. They end up making out the first night. They seem like they're attached at the hip, basically. They're very cute. And that, see, this is the other thing that pisses me off. I'm like, I don't feel that I can enjoy the Eliza and Rodney pairing as much as I would have because I'm like thinking about like lace sobbing. Yeah. Like when it's, it's being done in this way where where one party doesn't have all the information, it just feels crueler. Yeah. And I don't know. That makes yeah. me mad also for Eliza cuz like I really love her. Yeah. It's rough. This is all intercut with shots of the women spiraling sobbing, Jill being like, Jacob's going to be making out with bitches. He's going to have bitches in his lap, sobbing. 
Lay sobbing, saying she wants to maybe get engaged to Rodney at the end. Oh, poor Lace. I, oh God. Meanwhile, Danielle and Michael have been gone all day on their date and they have no idea what just happened. Oh and- my God. This was <laughs> so funny. Because <laughs> they both returned and we're just like, time to catch up with all our good friends. And Michael's like, who, who are these yeah, Who are these people? <laughs> There's still a lot of hot women here, but they're different hot women. And it is hard to tell the difference between different women, but these ones are definitely new. (laughs) Um, This is funny, too, because it seems like another, like, glitch in the uh, simulacrum that shows that Danielle and Michael, that was supposed to go a little differently, except that he didn't have a rose. It seems like Danielle was probably meant to be brought in with these women as part of the twist because she is exempted from she is not taken away there they miss the switch over on their date they come back it's not brought up they're just she's still here it seems likely that they wanted to have michael and sierra or whoever in some sort of steady thing and then have that be challenged by the woman he really really wanted to meet coming in right and instead with or without productions, blessing and guidance, who knows how this went. He instead broke up with Sierra before the rose ceremony, and they obviously just sent Danielle in. They were like, whatever, she still doesn't have to leave. It's fine. <laughs> they arrive, they find all the girls have been replaced, and he's like, yeah, the this is going to cause chaos. I can only imagine the other girls are having a hard time. At least someone is thinking about how the other whenever women one are of the men is time. like, I hope the women are okay. I'm like, you just got a brownie point from me. At one point, Andrew is like looking around and seeing all his buds starting to like connect with new women, and he's like, I'm feeling really sad for like Jill and Lace, and like that's gonna be really hard for them. <laughs> I re- I really like Andrew. <laughs> he's such a soft boy. Um, but. At the fancy hotel, the original women, still dead behind the eyes, have clearly been told to get their shit together and wash their faces and put on some hemorrhoid cream. Blow out your goddamn hair, hair, ladies. (laughs) Put on those fancy gel under eye patches that reduce the swelling. It's time to look fancy because Jesse Palmer is here with some news. As he walks through the rain of rotten tomatoes and eggs that the women are showering him with, he's like, I get it. I'm not your favorite person. You're missing your men. How confident are you that they can fight temptation? And Jill says, not very confident. They're men. I mean. (sighs) Heteropessimism rearing its understandable head. (laughs) But Jesse's like, look, I have something that is going to change your journeys forever. Five hot men. Who you are too now little, too, too distraught to pay late. attention to. This, again, I became fucking enraged because these are like prime men. These are some great options. And they are people that I would like would have been, would be very excited to see dating around on the beach. Olu. We have Olu, Tyler Norris, Alex Bordy, who was one of my favorites from Rachel's season, Rachel Lindsay. And uh, and then an Aussie who is very cute, but and, like and I, Rick. you know, oh and Rick and Rick who I also really like from Michelle's season. Yeah. Like Rick and Olu are great. I don't like these are prime <sighs> options. Like these are Pro- solid. Most of them I think would be contenders for 
first day in paradise, you know, maybe, maybe not Adam from Bachelor at Australia, but like these are all really solid. These are people that were like fan favorites that are just objectively, all of them very attractive. And you do see the women perk up a bit, but at the same time, most of them are just like too depressed to even really look at these guys. Like you've got to think that Jill is really, has really lost it to be like, can't even be bothered to give these men a look because I have Jacob. You've got Rick, Olu, and Alex Bordy right there. And you're like, no, no thanks. I have Jacob. Yeah, like I would, oh my God. First of all, I I would go on a date with any of these men over Jacob. But like, (laughs) Olu, Alex, and Rick, like, come on, get in there. I'm so upset. I don't understand. I mean, I will say that the first night, like, when these men walk out, everyone's in their party attire, ready to to chat and mingle. This does perk the women up in the moment. Like, even Genevieve is like, if Rick or Alex asked me on a date, it wouldn't be a no. Spoiler alert, it would be a no. It would be a no. I frankly (laughs) think that they needed to, like, send them on a ton of dates, like, right away. They needed to have some more structure here to force them they, do they get through the cause... party. They have a fine time having one evening party. A pool party develops. It's just not as raucous and fun as the one back at the beach. And, like, the women are trying to have fun, but their hearts aren't really in it, you can tell. Exactly. Oh, I related so hard. We're going to talk about the fallout from this twist more. But first, we have to take a quick break. Can you keep up? I like love it. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 
timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. And we're back and back at the beach. Jasenia is making her move on Andrew. Actually, this is a coupling I am intrigued by. I, Me too. I could see it. She asks if he is open to meeting anyone else. And he says that he basically is worried about leading Brittany on or hurting her because they have been, you know, talking. And Jasenia is like, that's paradise, baby. Like, that's how it goes. And Andrew's like, yeah, I'm just like... I'm sort of and a relationship guy. and like, Andrew has a conscience. He's, yeah. he's struggling. He doesn't want to make, he doesn't want to hurt Brittany. He's not a roster guy. He's like, even if it's not really a relationship, it's just one person. Like, that's just what I feel comfortable with. Oh, sweet Andrew. <laughs> I just want to continue to be a good man and be respectful, he says. This is of a man who also Brittany, wants a good edit, I will say. Yeah, he's literally like, is, my sad is, is I love being a good, respectful man. He's like, I love respect. <laughs> I love being good. <laughs> Interestingly, as he's struggling, Brittany is like one of the few women who's like, hmm, these options seem good. Specifically yeah. Tyler. She's like immediately into Tyler, as yeah. is Shanae. Yeah. She and Shanae both are going for Tyler. Shanae's like, Tyler's a hot commodity, so he's the one I got to go for. I think Brittany is making a good decision, and so is Shanae, by being open. It's interesting that Andrew feels so much guilt when he and Brittany are so new. Um, Right. Like, I feel like he should feel less guilt than other people who feel zero guilt. I mean, that's why Brittany is exploring. She's like, I can't expect Andrew to wait, even though I want him to. So I should not wait either. Not knowing that back at the beach, at least initially, Andrew was like, I feel too guilty to to move on. But that doesn't (sighs) last long. So he gets over it. Michael and Danielle are just full mom and dad of the beach now, cuddling, hanging out. And some plot lines begin to develop of the different couples' relationships being tested from a distance. So let's talk about Logan and Shanae and their new love interests, Sarah and Tyler. So Logan knows that Sarah is interested in him. It's been it's been conveyed to him that Sarah is interested. But he's like I don't know. I think I just want to stay focused on Shanae. And I think she's feeling the same, even though the other day she was making out with James like a bunch for a long time. And she was kind of cold to me for a while. But I think now we're both on the same page. He is, though, like, 
you know, I want to work towards something serious with Shanae. Yeah. On the other hand, what would Shanae do in my position? Yeah. His friends are like, you need to be a little bit more open. Like, she fully played you off of James for five days, and that's, like, whatever. But, like, why can't you kind of do the same thing? You know, take a date. Go on a date with Sarah. And I um, think that is that is fair. Yeah. I Again, I yeah, this is, I think, where we see Logan's anxiety about being seen as fickle. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I want to, I just want to really make a choice and stick to it. I'm just like, this, my plan was to make a choice and stick to it. And then this happened. And now I don't know what to do. So, so of course they clearly are trying to test this relationship. Sarah gets a date and so does Shanae. Yeah. Shanae keeps getting dates. They just, I'm like, want I don't know, man. I give someone else a date, in my opinion. Give Jill a date. Force her to leave this house and hang out with someone. Yeah, they. I guess they've decided that Jill fills their crying quota and Shanae is going to fill their drama from exploring another relationship quota. So they want to yeah. lean into that. But they're like, Shanae is more game, which <sighs> whatever she is. So Shanae asked Tyler on the date. She's like, you got to keep your options open in life. And Brittany is is bummed because she and Tyler had a conversation the night before where he basically said, like, if I got a date card, I would ask you. Yeah. And they kissed. So, yeah, yeah. She, she was feeling hopeful about spending time with Tyler. Immediately, he was going on a tantric yoga date with Shanae. She's very into his body. She's counting his abs. Eight, apparently. She's like, I'm sweating everywhere. Every crack, every crack is wet. <laughs> um, and she's like, I haven't thought about Logan yet, but I just have to be selfish for once. For once in my gosh darn life. For once. For once. We're like, yes. That's what we know about today. <laughs> she's never selfish. Just she's a very finally taking this opportunity. Selfless person. Um, but yeah, the date goes well. They like make out, they swim in the pool, they make out some more. And she's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm more connected to Tyler than I am to Logan. That is what she said about James, though. So. I know. So I'm not sure. I mm, I, I feel like know. the biggest predictor of who she feels most connected to is who she most recently had a date-like experience with. Exactly. Sarah, Sarah goes on the date with asks, Logan. Mm-hmm. He, He's very nervous. <laughs> but he gets over it. He does. They go horseback riding on the beach. And, and then they make out. They make out in the ocean. So but we don't really get a lot of detail, or at least not much interesting detail that I bothered to take note of on these days. No. The important the thing other is little they're triangle. Exploring. Yeah, they're exploring. They're both exploring. A more uneven cluster is Jacob, Kate, and Jill. Yeah. Jacob and Kate have been really connecting back on the beach. We cut to them sitting together sort of facing each other with their legs sort of straddling each other like it's a very intimate way of sitting together and just like gazing into each other's eyes and Kate tells Jacob that her only concern is Jill and he reassures her by saying well I don't wake up thinking about Jill and after last night I woke up thinking about you Kate is kind of I feel like Kate's like hmm that's She's not like, really what I was saying, but she does seem happy though. She's like, great. That's good. I think also like, it's just so funny to me the way that 
people on reality dating shows talk about how they wake up thinking about someone as an indicator of like whether they love them. Like, it's like, oh, he's the first thing I think about when I wake up in the morning. He's the last thing I think about before I go to sleep. Like, do I wake up thinking about him? Not really. (laughs) And I'm like, why is that the barometer? What, every day you don't wake up only thinking of Greg? What other anxious thoughts could you have? Just just Greg's face. Yeah, I just, Just I don't wake up being like, oh my God, I have to do that thing I was going to do before work today. (laughs) No, it's just Greg in my head. It reminds me of when I was in high school once I overheard this girl sitting behind me in class being like, I know I love him because when he dropped me off and said goodbye, I missed him right away. And I'm like, yep, that's love. That's the definition of love. Just that one lasting love. That's all you need. And the minute your partner's face is not the first thing you picture upon opening your bleary eyes you have to get divorced. That's when you get to meet a new woman, you know, and move on. Don't worry. Jesse Palmer will be delivering a shinier (laughs) model to your home uh, in an hour. Unfortunately for Greg, women don't get those. So that's a shame. (laughs) Jill is amazing. But is she my person? I don't think so, he tells Kate. And it's like. Would have been good information to give Jill. Yeah, but, you know, might have been good information. If you're, you seem pretty clear on that. Like, I feel like you yeah. could have told Jill that the other day. Um, Kate's like, well, I don't want to intentionally hurt her, but like, it is paradise, so let's make out. She seems like she's feeling Jacob. She's like, at one point, she's watching him work work out, and she's like, Jacob is hotter than the devil's asshole with a tahine rim. <laughs> I had to Google tahine rim. I'm so uncultured. Oh, what? I don't tagine do spicy amazing. drinks. I don't do spicy oh drinks. Oh my God. I have a giant bottle of tagine that I ordered on Amazon. <laughs> it's huge because I like putting it on watermelon slices. It's delicious. Oh. Um, it's like a chili lime spice for anyone who who is unaware. I mean, but I I love the idea of Jacob I having like, some of that rimming his I asshole. like how colorful Kate's statements are. I oh, like yeah. her energy. She's it's not fun. afraid to to go there. She's like, he's not my usual type. He's younger. He looks like an, aven- an an Avenger, but my sights are set on him. How is Jacob getting all these baller women? I'm actually kind of upset. I'm upset too. There's not. This is the problem. It's like there's not enough good options. Yeah. Kate's trying to stay on the show. She went home real no, early. No, no, on no. Listen, season. Kate's got to do. And what I Kate's respect do, but. Um, I also will say that I was very relieved to see that um, Kate and Jill appear to still be friends and, like, comment really nice things on each other's Instagram. Imagine so. not being friends anymore because Jacob, oh, Jacob came between you. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine it. Jill is at the hotel moping, thinking only of Jacob and how he makes her laugh and feel safe and happy. She's worried Jacob found another connection and she's just sitting here rotting. She's like, if I walk in and Jacob has another bitch on his lap, I'll blow his dick clean off. You know what? I, (laughs) You guys get the picture. Jill is really on one and it's not the best look. She's all she's she's in a state. She's in a real state. But she is comforting herself just by cuddling with the crystals Jacob got her on their one on one date. And I just I want, you know, I want better for Jill and I want better for the the women that Jill is speaking about. It's, Me it too. sucks. Yeah. Let's move on to Aaron and Genevieve, who Aaron, Aaron came into paradise with a plan. He's like, I 
will not be all over the place this time. He's So he's just being loyal as fuck. Yeah. He's like, you know, I made some verbal commitments. <laughs> like a high school quarterback to, you know, University of Florida. She made some verbal commitments. And he wants to keep them. He's like, I'm being a great dude. Solid like the Rock of Gibraltar. He even tells Danielle that he misses Genevieve. He's like, I want her to have fun and de-stress. I was like, have I been have I been too hard on Aaron? I know. Just because like, of that is- one time he made out with Serena C in front of Tammy. I'm like, is Aaron winning me over? Am I seeing what Genevieve saw? I mean, the thing about Aaron is that he is such a controlling ass when women that he is interested in do paradise the way you're kind of supposed to and entertain at any point in the process, even one other man. And that is an inherently terrible quality. But yes, I appreciate correct. that he is at least being consistent and, and not fucking around when it's his turn. I agree. Back at the luxury motel or hotel, <laughs> luxury motel six. Back at the luxury hotel, the women are re- relaxing with the new guys, like really relaxing, like kind of taking naps over here They're while the men napping, are over there. <laughs> like a hundred feet away from the men, or like crying quietly or sulking in the vicinity of the men. It is such a bummer yeah the men are like the vibe is not good it is very flat and the mood is bad yeah (laughs) the women do not want to see us or talk to us (laughs) Brittany's like jill rick gives massages go get a massage from rick and jill is like hard pass like jill turning down down rick Rick for jacob i'm so upset I'm 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 just very I'm very upset and frankly <sighs> I feel bad for these men. I think we we have a clip of what Rick and Olu chat about with each other. I don't think this is what we expected when we were going to come to paradise to start, right? Definitely. It's interesting for me like mentally I was preparing myself to meet women without connections yeah. and so far I feel like we've met women with connections. Uh, that they don't want to give up on just yet. They just look at us like, (laughs) why are you here? (laughs) Do I smell bad? Yeah, like, I expected more. Genevieve, the pool's really nice. Aaron's here. (laughs) That's not cool. No naps allowed. Oh boy. I just don't feel like there's connection right now with the women that I'm around. We walked into a group of women that um, do not have any energy, to say the least. It's written all over the faces. They're unhappy and exhausted and want to see other people. This Poor is just, Rick is like, oh. I see what's happening, and it's that they've been tortured to within an inch of their lives emotionally and therefore completely closed off to even chatting with us. They're trying to rest and heal. And instead, they've sent in some people to like start a party. It's I really did feel for everyone in this scenario. I do think the guys are trying to be respectful and not push it too much. But also they are supposed to get things started. They are there to like seduce the women away from their current connections. And so they keep being like, hey, get in the water. Like, Victoria Lace, we're doing a chicken fight. We're doing one right now. You got to do it. Like, you got to get in. And it's like, don't pressure these women. But also, like, 
their job is to convince like, the women to hang to out. Do? It's so yeah, it's weird. just shitty for everyone. Like that's why I appreciated Rick kind of summing it up perfectly because it's like they these men aren't stupid. They're like we see what's happening. You've put like production has put them in basically a no-win situation. Like only Tyler is having even a little bit of luck. I suspect yeah. the rest of these men are going to just basically go right home. Yeah. And like that sucks. It really sucks. Uh, I, and then the women are being framed as sort of like butts of the joke because they're like right. snoring, <laughs> doing some major well, yeah, air quotes. You mean, you mean they piped in um, a sound completely disconnected from Genevieve's yeah. actual audio? Yeah. Exactly. It's like, look at these tragic fools just like snoring and being lumps like around the right. pool instead of being it's fun just, sexy ladies like the new it's like, women oh those other women over there they're fun and sexy they're seducing the men these haggard bitches over here like it just it makes me really sad yeah not bitches women women <laughs> to be clear i don't use that word to describe women oh god so to be fair there is a big gender split, and I think it has something to do with, as we've discussed, the way this format was rolled out. It yeah. might also have something to do with just gendered socialization and the way that women are really um, indoctrinated into, like, monogamy and, like, focusing on preserving their relationships. But I also think that, like, not all the guys are that open, actually. They're, like, happy to hang out and chill they're just not anxious. They're not anxious. I think Johnny night, like when it first happened, was like, oh, there's gonna be no eyes watching us. But then when he actually talks he to the do other anything. women, yeah, he's like, I'm off limits. Like I'm with Victoria. Aaron and Brandon are also like, we're not gonna be receptive to any of you in a nice way. And it's really just Jacob, Rodney, and Logan who are really getting Andrew, into it. Andrew a little bit. Andrew is a little more in the middle. Because Andrew yeah. is feeling loyal to Brittany, but he hasn't really shut Jasenia down. He is like, if she makes a big play, maybe maybe he'll break. So Jasenia decides to make that big move. They apparently bonded over rom-coms, of course. Yeah, as Andrew we know, is an enthusiast, yeah, as we know from his Instagram. He's always reviewing them on his Instagram and... <laughs> You know, a lot of good takes. And so she set up a cute little dinner for him and the palapa with a heart-shaped pizza with jalapeno, the most romantic meal. And she's like, we need to get past the surface level. So she sits down with Andrew and he tells her, you know, I have to like give Brittany credit for getting me out of my funk. But like, yeah, I'm intrigued by you and how we have these weirdly similar likes. And I was like, rom-coms andrew like don't you share that with like many many women in your dating pool but apparently it goes beyond that he's like we can really nerd out together he says not a lot of people see that side of me i play sports and there's a stigma so i maybe he's like not he's not the person that people expect to have those interests so he doesn't always find that um in people that he's dating and Jasenia is like, yeah, you know, I can, I can relate. Like she says she grew up doing pageants and like kind of traditionally coded girly things. And so people don't expect her to enjoy things like playing video games. And she does. 
So they like, they end up making out. This goes well. I'm sorry. We have to talk about the makeout scene. They end up making out. Did you catch this? They basically I, just stepped directly. I only caught it on rewatch. Oh my god, they are fully clothed. It is bizarre. They step bizarre. directly under a tiny outdoor shower <laughs> and make out under the water. It's just like a weak little like dribble of shower of, is of this water their, from the shower. Their version of being like you know make out in the rain, but it's a tiny shower and we're not gonna try. Well, because also make you stand there. I was like, did they pipe in rainstorm sounds? It like sounded like there was rain, but then you look all around them. There's no rain falling. It's just the water from the shower head. I was like, are they trying to pretend that they're making out in the rain? Or maybe it was like them doing a little rom-com thing. Like, yeah, you're, like you're saying it. It was very. <laughs> it was weird. Just like a trickle of droplets onto his hair. <laughs> like, yeah. But that's that's a success. Andrew has been broken. He is now open to exploring and a you new know, connection. Again, I think this is a wise move yeah. on, on his part. I also, another person that I enjoy seeing explore is Shanae. Again, <laughs> one of the few women actually trying to have fun in this new situation. She's like ready to make out with Tyler. Yeah. After make out. Their date. Make out. She's ready to hook up with Tyler. I yeah. mean, which I, again, I respect it. She's like, I want to go to a boom boom room with him. Yeah. She's, she's like, ready. Have big plans. She's like prepared the boom boom room. She's gotten <laughs> cute. She's like, I'm really turned on after that hot and sexy date. Tyler got a boner in the pool. So I know that he wants to have sex with me. It's all going to happen tonight. So she heads out to Tyler to cuddle with him on the couch. It seems like maybe most people have gone to sleep because no one else else really seems to be around except (laughs) except for Jill. And I I do believe we have a clip of their interactions. Hey, two canoodling. And then Jill comes over. Hey. There's Jill. I hate it here. I figured yeah, it out. I haven't seen you much. I haven't seen, yeah, because I've been in my bed crying, holding my crystals. Let's talk about me. Um, do you want to get a drink? So what's going on? Well, obviously you're vibing with somebody over there. Yes, Jacob. Yeah, she is. Oh, Jacob, Jacob is nuts. Yes, that's my. Can you believe that's my guy? Weird. He's bizarre. Are you in the man buns? Now I am. <laughs> we got naked on TV together. Butt naked. I saw his, I've seen his. I've seen his too. Like, really? I mean, can you not read the room? Yeah, he's gorgeous. Gorgina. Do you think he's gonna be there waiting for me? This is so much. I'm in so good. I need him. He carries around his athlete's foot cream in his pocket. She's all over the place. He's probably kissing all these girls because he feels bad. Like, really, Jill? Really? Go to bed. <laughs> yeah, so Shanae got cock-blocked. That was really an intense, uh, the way they chopped up Jill's little comedy stand-up routine with the clown music behind it. Oof, oh, my God. I, I admit I was laughing. And then you get Shanae. They changed the Chiron for the boom-boom room to the cock-block room. <laughs> I, I have to say... I, if I were not about to hook up with uh, a hot and sexy man, 
I would really enjoy being Jill's confidant if she's going to try that hard to make it funny. I'm like, sure. You know what? Me too. You could tell, tell me about Janae. his athlete's foot cream that he keeps in his pocket. That makes it <laughs> and I do, it fun I, for me. I do credit Shanae that she she like has a sense of humor about it. She's not like actually angry. She's like, come on, Jill. <laughs> she might be a little angry. I have to say Maybe that a was an angry. astonishing failure to read the room. <laughs> How could you think that they wanted to talk to you about Jacob's athlete's foot cream right now? <laughs> Everyone they just ends not. up going to bed uh, <laughs> by themselves and poor Sinead's yeah. plan has, has been foiled, which brings us back with a heavy heart. I say we do have to talk again about Rodney, Eliza, and Lace. Yeah, that's going to be the focus of the rest of this episode. It's going to get messy. Rodney and Eliza are really into each other. They're always like holding hands, touching each other's leg, laughing, laughing, laughing together, talking about how compatible they are. And Rodney is like, yeah, I I know that it's going to be weird with Lace. Like, I feel for her. I hope she's having a great time. Maybe they're getting us massages. I don't know. Oh, yeah. She's having a great fucking time. She's Rodney. loving her massage and not thinking at all about the fact that you're here with Eliza. He's like, I hope she's not sitting there thinking about it. Lace is, of course, sitting there thinking about it, or rather... Spiraling, freaked out, losing her mind. Like, I... Yeah. Oh, I really felt for the women who are in this, like, state of anxiety that they cannot pull themselves out of, because that is definitely something I experienced while dating. And, like, oh, it's just so mean. It's so mean. Like, I don't know what they expected to get from this, except for the women to all spend most of the week crying and like why <sighs> before the men arrive um but i think it still holds as true lace is like why do we have to leave why are they why why are they doing this to us yeah and it's so us. true they didn't like, have to yeah. do it this way they wanted the women to suffer the brunt of this it, it makes me furious me too so she is she's just crying she's like i'm not sure that things are strong enough with rodney and she tells Serena Victoria she felt like he was holding back with her a little bit, but she was okay with that. She didn't want to rush it. She's like, I just want some affection. I want to sleep on Rodney again. We were starting to take naps together. That is like the high watermark of, of coupled upness <laughs> on the beach. Victoria's like, you should be more open with the guys here. You should spend less time worrying about Rodney. And Serene and her in the moment is like, I know Rodney would go on a date. So I think she should go on a date. But accepting that is hard. And, and yeah, indeed, it is. Indeed, Rodney, Rodney is going on a date. With Eliza. They have like a perfect romantic dinner date. They're like toasting to new beginnings, making each other laugh. They're like, they're just really, really into each other. Yeah. He keeps telling her she makes him nervous. And she keeps giving her just like, superhumanly radiant smile oh which God. like since she i first saw her on the bachelor i was like i've never seen a smile like yeah that. i think we've been we've been in love with eliza since she like uh, stepped onto it she's like a million watt smile and every time she smiles i'm just like ah. um she's like oh you're making me blush and they're like this is where we're meant to be like this there's just so much that's good here and they tell each other how cute they are. They make out. Everything is just like, they're again, they're sort of like a Brandon and Serene vibe of just like, they both really hope to meet each other. And then when they met. And it's delivering. It's delivering. 
And then production is like, you know what we should do? We should once again do the same thing we did earlier this this season already, where we send a woman back to the beach to make her look like a nut job. Because that this went over super well the first time, and we should just keep literally doing it. fucking enraged me. I am so angry about how this went down. Lace is obviously given the option by production to go just like put herself out of her misery, basically, and see if her and Rodney are on the same page. And here's the thing. I actually think in her heart of hearts, she knew this was going to go badly, but she is in that state of like anxiety that is so torturous that you would, you would like break up with yourself in order to just end it. Like I, think, I, I just, oh, I feel that I understand the state of mind she's in. And it I think if sucks. any of them had gotten the opportunity to go back, they would have jumped. They would at have. It. And exactly. So it's clear that this isn't like just Lace being like, I think I'm going to go back. We're all here on no. an intentional retreat, but I think I'm actually going to go back. Production is keeping them all here. And they were like, Lace, you can go back. We've decided you're getting a car. And it's like, clearly they would only do that if they were going to send her into a terrible situation. And this is becoming and, a pattern. It reminds me of Kendall being sent back to like, yes, like, oh, Joe wants to talk to you and get closure before he like has his final, you know, meeting with Serena. Can you go back? And like sending her in to look like a, a crazy asshole. Like, and then they did it with, with Kira, like Kira yeah. go back and, and, and try to get Jacob. They never do this with the guys that I can ever think of. Like just sending them back in at a bad, not to, to look make crazy. Look unhinged. No, they only let them come back. Like they do with like Dean and Kaylin, right. But to make a romantic, to gesture make a romantic gesture that right. is actually primed to and work and out. desired. Yeah, exactly. They just like love to humiliate women and it makes me so angry. And this is also set up like by Wells. Mm -hmm. This really, really, really made me upset. We have a clip of what Wells says to a bunch of the dudes basically out of nowhere at the bar. Has he met Lace? Does he know how that's going to go? No, so, so, it's not going to be good. So, so I feel like I feel like I'm underestimating Lace. Like I don't know how this is going to go. We don't know Lace like that. She's got no fear, that girl. Yeah. Is he nervous about this? No, he's he's just happy. Yeah. But now I'm kind of worried. I didn't know it was that severe. Yeah, you you boys weren't here no. uh, a couple seasons ago with Lace on the rampage. <laughs> Hurricane Lace, like, oh. coming through. Yeah, okay. She'll live up to that more. Uh. Fuck off. What? Like, this was, this is literally, this is disgusting. This is so, it's, uh, there's also just something that enrages me so much about hearing a group of men, like, tittering over how f- crazy some woman is. And, like, like, taunting, like, taunting Lace over her, past experiences like has lace been a bit of a loose cannon character like yeah but guess what a ton of people on paradise have acted that way that is part of the show they are primed to act that way and to me it's pretty clear that wells was told to prime the men to be like fearful of how crazy lace could be so that they 
are like, oh no, poor Rodney when she arrives. And so that they're, yeah, so that instead of being at all like sympathetic or receptive to her, they're like on guard with her, which they know Lace. They've spent a lot of time with her on the beach. It seems like she's been on good terms with everyone. They've been like, oh, like Lace and Jill and all that, like we hope they're doing okay. Like all of a sudden now they're being primed to treat her as this sort of erratic threat threat this like this like monster or force the of nature music is like jaws like almost yeah it's it is that that classic bachelor like a threat is approaching <laughs> music yeah and yeah it's really frustrating because of course that's going to dial up the tension with lace when she does arrive that the men are all be acting like terrified of her and cagey and so she does she comes onto the beach and they're like, everyone oh looks God. at her in complete horror. Oh, she's here. I feel so bad for Rodney coming back from his date to this. And I was like, this is normally what you return to your date to your previous connection being like, well, how right. was it? So like, like, guess what? This is this is how the show works. I like, know he thought it wasn't going to happen this time, but it's n- truly not the end of the world. Also, do you also feel bad for Lace? No. Like, one of these people is going to end up happy, and it's not Lace. I do think some of them feel bad for Lace, but they are in this super weird position where they're like, oh, yeah. I feel bad for Lace, but, like, Rodney is so happy. Really... We want Rodney to be happy, and, like, we don't know how Lace is going to handle this, and we're, like, nervous and unsure. Right. Now we've just been told that she's going to fly off the handle, and she yeah. has, like, no ability to modulate her emotions. She's, so. like, Lizzie Borden, 2022. <laughs> like, God knows. And so she comes in. She finds out that Rodney is on a date. She sits down with the other guys to wait. They are the ones that she knows because yeah. the women are They're all new, and they're from different seasons. <laughs> So the men are her, like, friends on the beach. She sits with them to wait. She's like, do you have anything to say about where Rodney's at? And they're all like, oh, no, that would be speculation. Oh, no. Mm, I, I can't really, yeah. no, I can't really like, say. Objection, speculation, say. hearsay. We recuse ourselves. Goodbye. Court is adjourned. And Lace is, like, <laughs> picking up on their energy. She's like, what is going on? Why are you guys being so defensive with me? I'm just, like, here to talk to Rodney like what yeah Andrew was like are you asking if Rodney's okay he's okay it's like Andrew that's very optimistic of you but no she is not asking (laughs) if Rodney is okay I've been doing so (laughs) many air quotes this episode and no one can see them so apologies um (sighs) yeah Brandon then decides to ask how the women are doing if they miss the guys and she's like well does my guy miss me I miss him and they're just like, oh, well, that's a conversation to have with Rodney. And she's like, well, you're asking me questions, so why can't I ask you questions? Brandon's like, I was just asking about my girl. And Lace is like, I'm just asking about my guy. Point to Lace. She is lawyering yeah. the hell out of this. She's not getting anywhere, but she's making also, some solid points. Also, clearly, production told her, like, you can't give the guys any insight as to what's going on. Because she's like, don't ask me questions. Yeah. I feel like she was told not to, like, reveal anything. But it is, it is, it is funny to hear her be like, well, you want information from me? Why are you not giving me information I'm asking you for? Yeah, it's the same question. Right. It is so weird. Brandon's like, I mean, it's just like my relationship. She's like, yeah, I also have been in a relationship and I'm asking you about it and you're not talking to me. Yeah, she should just be like, oh, sorry, Brandon. That's a conversation you and Serene need to have. Let him sweat a little bit. 
Of course, as the tension is rising, Rodney and Eliza, fresh from some making out, just come down hand in hand on top of the world, ready to see their friends. The women immediately whisk Eliza away, I guess to, I don't know, protect her from the wrath of lace. And Rodney comes down and sees lace with all of the men. And the men are just worried for Rodney's safety. (laughs) Safety. I know she's hurting and her people can hurt people, says Aaron. Yeah, they are all completely primed to think that. And like, has Lace ever hurt anyone? Like, she's been mad. She's right. been really mad. <laughs> like, women's like, what anger. What do you think she's gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Like, I know what she's gonna do. She's she, gonna be upset. She's gonna which, cry. Which was going and be to mad happen at, at some point. It was gonna happen. It's it's tough. I too want Rodney to be happy and get to explore things with someone that oh, he is really excited about. Yes. But this is and like this oof. just su- again, it's just like doesn't do right by any of them. Like I don't think Rodney did anything wrong at all. They're allowed to be dating other people, but the way that this is set up with Lace as this like Like someone, Lace, who did have a relationship with Rodney, now being framed as though all she is is an impediment to Rodney's emotional safety. Like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It's just like the, she hasn't really done anything to merit being treated that way. Right. Like, she also actually wasn't the one talking shit about other women and. Yeah. I don't know. All yeah. uh, so far all of her pain has only been turned inward and like I just I I hate that they played right into the hands of stereotypes about women being completely unhinged. Like yeah. I just hated it. Yeah. And speaking of things that we hate and love to see, that does bring us to the end of the two episodes <laughs> and we are going to do love to see it, hate to see it. Let's start with uh, Love to See It. Yes. Love to see. I do love to see Michael and Danielle having the beginnings of an adult relationship that seems um, very uh, compatible in a lot of ways. And they have a lot to talk about that is substantive. I, I mean, the way it was all produced and the heroic edit that it's being given is a bit much to swallow, but I'm still enjoying their connection. Exactly. Um, I did love to see Jill saying what we were all thinking when Peter responds quite differently to the men asking him to leave. And she's like, of course, because when men ask him to leave, he just does it. And I love to see that that kind of sharp insight from our gal, Jill. I love to see the arrival of Kate Gallivan and Eliza. We were excited to see them in paradise, yes. already making their mark. Honestly, love the new energy. all of the, the women who have arrived, except for um, the Aussie gal who I have never seen before in my life because I don't watch international shows. I've been excited to see all of them. So it's Me been too. a good time. Now it's time for Hate to See It. That list, of course, is longer. Uh, hate to see Peter. He's just absolutely repellent. He's vile. He clearly views women as objects. And 
is happy to discuss them as such, and I hate to see it and hope to never see it again. Yeah. I also hate to see Casey being felled by virtue of just, like, being in his late 30s, having a body, you know, definitely getting a little too deep into the drama for his own emotional um, health. You know, Casey probably needed to leave, but it's sad that his body betrayed him on his way out. It was just, just, it's it was just hitting rough. a little too close to home <laughs> to really me, was. and I hate to see it. I also hated to see some of the men like immediately gleefully hitting on new women that they regard as like shiny objects the minute that their previous partners are out of sight, like even down the beach 500 feet. Yeah, they haven't even left yet. <laughs> I also hated to see Jill continuing just like throughout the episode to call the new women bitches. I think we've expressed how yeah. how awful we find this. Um, I I hated that the show kind of set up this dynamic, and I really hated how how Jill kind of went with it and talked about the other women in these really demeaning terms. It just oh, it was very very sad to see. I agree. And also on like a zoom out level, we just hated to see the complete emotional destruction that this big twist caused when it could have been done in a way that was like a lot more fun and less painful. I really, really hated to see that the women were the ones who ended up being like, unevenly kind of punished and put through the ringer because of this. And I also hated the way that this twist ended up ultimately kind of shortchanging all of the new people who came in, who were framed on the women's side, framed as like temptresses just coming in to steal men from the OG women. And the new men who are brought in in a way that like doesn't set them up to have any sort of successful connection. Yeah. At least the original men got to really enjoy themselves, though. Jacob did enjoy himself. This whole, whatever happens, Jacob is like, I'm finding a way for this to lead to me getting with more hot women. And in a way, that is the spirit of paradise. Uh, Also really hated to see Wells going overboard to paint lace as just unhinged and threatening to all the men on the beach and the viewers, um, really setting her up to be treated with suspicion and rather than with any compassion or uh, support from her erstwhile friends on the beach. And yeah, just truly giving us that like crazy, desperate, jealous, older woman stereotype that is really poisonous and... They just love it so much on this show. They just love it. <laughs> I hate it. And now it's time for our steaminess rating out of 10 margarita hot tubs. I'm going to say I had a hard time with this one because mm. on the one hand, it was actually a very steamy episode. Tons of making out, straddling, a bunch of boner references, <laughs> a cock block room. Like this was a steamy episode. And yet the sheer volume of tears made it hard to really feel the sexy vibes. Yeah, that's often the problem with Paradise, (laughs) with the steaminess quotient on Paradise. I think that for me, 
for me, I'm thinking like a 6.5. Because because so much of it was just pure uncut sobbing. Um, And like fully half of half of the action like the women sobbing the men steamy to me that brings it down but it was yeah there was a lot of steamy stuff when are we going to get a 10 out of 10 do you think do you think i'm waiting we're never going to get a 10 out of 10 there's always sobbing i know but i do think we'll get we i think we could at least make it to an eight that's just (laughs) you know that's what i want from you paradise give us an eight That is it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tanika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts and remember to rate us five stars and leave a review. And of course, tell all of your friends about our show. All of these things help new people find us. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clarinemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it pod and Instagram at clarinemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at clarinemma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We will be back next week for more Bachelor in Paradise. Stitcher. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.